Welcome to the first episode of Season 3 of the Meeting the World podcast. When this show was started in the summer of 2020, I thought that quarantine would be overcome by this time of the year, but we're still here. Quarantine went back to how it started and the same problems I heard last year are still the problems we have today. To enumerate these are 1. The uncertainty of The uncertainty over what students are going to do for college. 2. What kind of jobs they should take up. And 3. Just the overall vagueness of what is yet to come. But that's why this show is still here. To increase your confidence in your future by connecting you to the stories of people further down the journey of just about everything. Today's guest is Ava Daza, and her story revolves around figuring out what you're good at and sticking to it. In real estate, I said, there, there are a lot of different um, types or transactions. Specifically, what I work in is in commercial real estate for leasing. So what, who I work with are companies or clients that are looking for commercial space. So if it's office space for them to work out of, if it's a restaurant space for them to sell out of, anything that isn't residential, I'm in charge of leasing. And lately, I've been working on a lot of industrial accounts. So um, that means warehouses for people to store. If Lazada, Shopee need um, where they store all the items that you buy, um, we're the ones in charge of finding them the, that space for them to work, uh, to store these things in. Like right now, today I was working on something. A client was like, I need 10,000 square meters worth of warehouse um, in this specific area to store some of the construction materials I need. So then I have to gather the options that we sent to them present to them why we feel this, these are the best and then also um, from there help them take on the best lease which means the lowest term at uh, lowest rental rates the best type of terms that suit for my clients needs. aside from doing management for a real estate company Ava also wants to start her own business I, I mean I can't get to the details of it until we launch because that also takes away from the hype of it but um, if I'm allowed to mention here so for a long time, I've, I've always wanted to do a business. As I mentioned, I liked like entrepreneurial life, but I couldn't find a product that I felt passionate about or I felt really was needed. And finally, I came across a product that I really wanted. But, you know, it's really, it's really scary because we live in a country where Filipinos are very conservative. So the product that I'm, that, the, the business that I'm getting into is in the industry of, um, it's a sexual wellness industry. So I'm not sure if I want to go delve into that with you. Of course, your your audience is also much younger, but yeah, it's an, it's a, it's um industry that um, is very under tap. And I'm really excited to launch a business in this line because I finally got the courage. I'm like, you know what? I'm old enough. Uh, my family supports me. Yeah, I think me. there's an opportunity there because there, I don't, I haven't seen yeah. that much yet of of that type of business. So I'm sure there's a big yeah. opportunity. Yeah. School can be a difficult place to find motivation in, but it is nevertheless a place for learning. The first two years in my um, business course. Uh, was just okay. I, I didn't get along with people. I mean, I didn't make a solid group of friends in my in my school, in my in my block, which I feel really makes up for a big chunk of your experience in college. I I think parang there was there was there was um, 
there were a few people that I was really close to, but at the end, I also always stuck to the people I already knew, which, which wasn't a bad thing. But I do wish I branched out and met more people because you only get to experience college once unless you do it over and over again. Um, and I feel that I stuck to my circle, although I'm, with a few exceptions of meeting a couple of friends. So um, after two years in my management economic course. I had met a boyfriend at that time, which got me like, you know, my gosh, my first real boyfriend, and I was so engulfed and like hanging out with him that I, that I stopped going to school, and I was about to get kicked out of Ateneo. Um, at the same time, I was, I mean, if it's okay, I mean, at least my story is kind of real. It's not always like perfect, but at the same time, I I moved out of my house. I got I got kicked out of my house when I was 17. So. So I would say two years in college, I was completely, completely off, off track. I mean, I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna get by. And I was able to appeal. I got back into Ateneo with the, with the option of stepping out of my course. Ava said that she joined orgs, which is a staple of the total college experience. She also said that she could have gotten more out of her time in her org. Um, I know you said that you got derailed. Yeah. But from school? But did you join an org? Yes, in I did. Because that seems to be a really big part. I did. So, I mean, the thing with Ateneo is parang everyone tells you to join an org. Um, but I'll be completely honest. I, was, I, I did a lot of that for the credentials. I did a lot of that for the credentials of saying I was part of an org. I never maximized it. And those are some of the things I do regret because um, I, more, than, more than just having the opportunity to say like yeah i was part of this org when you expose yourself to a group of people specifically for a special uh how do you say i remember one org that i was part of it was it was not the meco it was a communications org you expose yourself to the same type of people who are like-minded who like the same thing so then you really get to learn about specific topic and that's what i felt was a challenge for me in college because I didn't know what I wanted. My mind was so scattered. I had one foot here, one foot there, that I would never got to specialize in something that I really liked. And now that I'm working, do I realize that had I had this mindset early on, I would have focused on something that I felt I was good at and just and just zeroed in on that. So um, yes, I joined some orgs, but I don't. I would feel like I'm doing it an injustice by saying that I was part because I was never active. Ava's most treasured part are the breaks between classes. She considers them the most memorable period of her college experience. I think it's really the breaks in between classes that I really enjoyed the most. Because um, those are the experiences that I've made with the people that I still connect with until now. Like uh, I, Back in college, I was the type that I, I just wanted school to be done with so I can go home and do other things. I was never. I was always just like, let's get this thing done. But then there are some classes. So I would always schedule my classes one after the other. But there are times where I wasn't able to do so. So I'd have like a long break in between. And those are the times I'm just forced to hang. At that time, I felt forced, you know, to hang around um, the Saw Mall, which is a mall in Ateneo, wherein students come up with businesses and they sell. They sell. They have their businesses in specific stalls in Saw Mall, and that always has inspired me because I was like, "That's amazing that they're that some of these businesses are just con- continuously doing well." But I think the most memorable, really, for me, is the time I was able to, the time I spent with on breaks with the friends that I still hang out with now. Because they're really memorable. I mean, at the end of the day, um, it's at the end of the day, you really forget 
a lot of the things you study when you're in college unless you're really like you know like focusing to be a doctor you know specialized things like you really forget a lot but it's like experiences like my thesis like things that really you enjoyed and things that were pleasurable are the things that you'll never forget the difficult times are the best periods to re-examine yourself and see what you're best at Ava knew that she had an interest in sales. I think for me, when I was much younger, I loved the idea of being a cashier or a sales person in Landmark. I loved pressing the buttons, but um, as I grew up, I realized more and more. Um, I think I, I I always wanted to be a lawyer when I was younger. I always loved the idea of having a uh, having an argument and setting up, you know, like breaking down your defense. And so that, but then, I was never um, someone who loved reading and studying 100%. No. So, yeah, I think I realized at the end of the day, my skills were um, in sales. Ava also said that she loves socializing with people. What do you share in common with your 16-year-old self? What do I share? Oh, I think what do I share in common with my 16-year-old self would be. Um, my love for socializing with people. I've always been the type of person like I'm very, I feed off a lot of people's energy and until now I'm still the same. On the technical side, Ava remarked that she was really into numbers and was even able to get into a quota course in her university. I was very good at math. Um, I was, that was my only skill set, I guess, in, in academics. Everything else was kind of like, okay, I'm just, I'm just an average student, but I know I'm good at math. Um, so every co- college course I applied to was a math course. Like in, in LaSalle, I got into um, a business administration in risk management. I don't. I had no idea what that meant. Um, I just knew that that had to do with numbers and statistics, and I loved statistics class in school in high school. And then in Ateneo, I got accepted into a course that I felt was so exclusive. It was a quota course um, in management economics. Again, I had no idea what to expect. So I wish at that time school or high schools prepared you more as to what these courses would entail and what are the career paths for that. Um, So if I were to be completely honest, I just joined it thinking it sounded really good. And then things change as you enter the school and figure out what these really are meant to do. Um, And that did change for me when I entered Ateneo. It took Ava a long time to understand the factors behind leasing space. In order to properly come up with solutions in real estate, you have to be versatile and learn the language of the business. Uh, could you explain more what made se- what made leasing properties difficult for you at the start of your so far six year stay now at KMC Sabers? Yeah, start of six. Uh, I I think I think um, at the start, what was difficult for me is you have to learn how to speak the language of real estate. You know, you can't sell something that you don't one hundred and fifty percent know, because then again, it's hard for you. Real estate. My job, at least as a leasing manager, is finding 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 a lessee, someone who wants to lease, and a lessor, someone who has a space for lease, and just matching it. And it sounds as simple as that, but there are very many variables that that come into play. For example, like I said, what's the right time? What's the right budget? And um, is it this? Is it accessible for the customers this this lessee has? Is it does it make sense for the employees to travel all the way here? So, and it took me a long time to understand the everything that goes behind making the decision to lease space. It, 
made me took me around two years and until now I'm still really learning because it's not just as simple as that there are different setups we're in a landlord wants to do a joint venture with a lesser and in that case the setup is different the model is different so the one thing that I would say really helped in real estate is um, to be versatile to know to know parang it's not a this it's not black and white there's so many different setups different ways to work around things and i would suggest like what worked for me is just saying okay um when you're speaking to the opportunity when you're, you're confronted with the opportunity just being okay 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 and then figure out how you're gonna make that happen um that's hap- that's worked for me a lot of times because so many times i don't understand sometimes a client tells me things that i don't understand and i'll just be like okay let me get back to you on that and be confident when you say that and then i speak to my superiors and say This is the opportunity. This is what I don't understand. How to how do we make this happen? Empathy is a big value, which Ava thinks should be developed by students at any age. This is because it lets you connect with people and really understand what they need. I did really feel it was my strong suit, um, socializing with people and like getting being em- empathetic to people really helps because then it helps people feel close to you feel they can trust you and I think trust is one of the major it's very major and if you're able to gain a person's trust specifically a client's trust in my case um, that that is the what sets apart you know like um, a client fully believing that okay they'll just work with you versus working with a lot of other brokers so I think for me the soft skill that that was really most important to me was was socializing and my people people how to communicate communicate with people and it's not always about letting them know what you think or letting them know what you know i think the best thing that i learned in uh, that i learned over time is listening to people and that's the that's the best way to get close to a person listening to what they have to say and listening to where they're coming from and then re- and then from what they have what they have to say um make an in, in like make make conversation from that the best deal she had in her career so far was one that took place this year a warehouse opportunity at 14,000 square meters a recent deal that i worked with is around 14,000 square meters um we brought in a, a i brought in a client that Um, had a build to suit requirement. A build to suit requirement means they have specific technical requirements. It's not just about, oh, you have a warehouse, can I lease it? They want the landlord to build based on what they need, meaning, oh, we need 5,000 of that, 10,000 to be a cold storage. We need 1,000 of this to be an office. Here are the things we need. So it's built to this, to what they need. Um, and how I, uh, to be completely honest, and this is something that I recently came across is I really do believe that I closed this account because of the relationships that I built. So don't underestimate your network and it, whether it be a very high profile person all the way up to um, someone you come across the street, people will always come across people who can, who can, how do you say, who can connect them to other people. So don't underestimate your net worth. If not for my connection in this case, I would not have the access to lease out this property. And you know, it's millions in commission. And that for me is, it's like you invest, um, how do you say, you invest your time. Um, the You invest, you also have the risk of investing your time into a deal that probably won't close. But the best thing for me is 
you have to work smart and you have to work smart meaning how much how much how much can you parang how do you say it's not about putting in the long hours it's also about um making sure like is this deal gonna close or if you don't feel it's gonna be closing make sure to move on to something that feels more um closable and i learned it took me a while to learn this it took me like four years to figure out how to really work smart because i used to think reaching out to 150 people of cold calls a day would was working hard but then my you know my my bosses told me that's that's working hard but working smart is finding out from 150 of these clients which of them have a business that's expanding why don't you find out if they're hiring because new employees means new they need more more office space so parent having that discarded to think of things like that um so yeah one is don't underestimate your network um so many times i'm sent to networking events i'm so lazy to have to talk to people but you just need to come across that one person that's going to connect you to the opportunity of a lifetime so for advice ava emphasized the importance of developing one's own integrity reliability and responsibility i i i, I took school very I, i was just like as long as i as long as I, my mom wasn't the type to be like you need to be the best although i know she always was like so proud when I reach math enrichment or you know when I be top in my class for certain for I know but um I think the thing that I wish I learned earlier on is the the idea of accountability um and integrity it's like when you say something make sure you do it because you're really only as good as your word and and when I was in college I felt that a lot of people I I I I always felt like I don't have to everything i say i don't have to do because no one's going to get hurt but then i learned that it's not about that it's about gaining uh, it's about having the integrity or people seeing na parang oh she's someone you can count on and she's someone you re- can rely on because if she says she's going to do it she'll do it even if college isn't the best period for you in terms of everything the attention should really be focused on how you are developing as a person and as an up and coming professional Ava knew that she was good at sales, that she enjoyed talking to people, and that she had a strength in crunching numbers. So she cracked down on that and put in the time to work on what she enjoys doing today. If you like this episode, send the link to five friends who you think would benefit from Ava's story. I'm sure they'd love to hear her story as well. Meeting the World is made possible by a team dedicated to increasing your confidence in your future. This episode was produced by Keith Pinheiro and yours truly, Malakai Feliciano. We'll see you on the 30th. Bye-bye.